Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello, hello, we're back. Um, we have a really uh, fun second part to the coaching call in the podcast we started yesterday. It's a fun topic because everyone can relate to it whether they want to or not. What every old realtor wishes they had done differently. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many emails you got on this, Julie, but I woke up to probably seven or eight where people were mm-hmm. just being appreciative of being reminded of the things they're supposed to be focusing on. And um, yeah. for all of you, and I think we responded to all of your emails with a thank you, and for all of you who are, um, you know, in the mode where you're trying to decide and you're trying to define your life in terms of the next 12 months, um, stay on that path because if you don't, circumstances and other people will define your life for you. It's really, really critical that you always stay glued down to the fact that there's two ever – these are these things that should be always the center of your business sort of, you know, soul, if you will, okay? Number one, the highest and truest purpose of all of us is to be a service to other people. That's number one. Number two, Julie, are you making noise? No. <laughs> now, now you're not. Number two um, is that the key to everything you want in life is on the other side of understanding that you have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. When you stay in tune to those two thoughts, everything else actually sort of – all the other decisions you have to make in business become really, really simple to make. Then when you basically are confronted with the idea of creating a team or doing your brand or doing all these other things, and they aren't really true to those two prominent missions, those two prominent thoughts, then you, you, you have to have filters. So, for example, if you're tempted, and a lot of you are, and I certainly understand why, if a lot of you are tempted by shortcuts, tempted by buying buyer leads, tempted by the belief that you can basically build a team and they're going to solve all your problems, tempted by the belief that you can do a bunch of marketing and it's going to solve all your problems in terms of lead generation and whatnot, that's a surefire sign that you need to seriously develop some business maturity because what you're going to do is just waste time and money, and you're not going to move yourself any closer to the ultimate goal of being free. Being free is your ultimate goal. And look, I could ask you, if we're in front of a group of you, as we are often, and you know, we like to ask this question because it causes everyone to think, same one I asked yesterday, why did you get into real estate? And people always you know, spit all answers back, right? Sell houses, happy customers. Or you know, the question is, why did you get into real estate? What's your product from selling real estate is the better way to phrase it. So what's your product from selling real estate? Agents don't think of themselves as producing a product. They don't think like that. But a business person does. Everything that you do is producing a product. And real estate, it's not clear as a practitioner from a practitioner's perspective what your product is. So I'll give you your product. Your product is profit. If you're not making profit from selling houses, you're not actually you're running a nonprofit by you know, not by legal definition, but you get the idea. You're not making any money. You're just House, pushing houses through. Julie and I have personally coached and talked to and just had experiences with 
not just hundreds, but probably at this point thousands of big teams and brokerages which have on the, on the surface incredible numbers. They sell this many houses, that many houses. But when you get these people on the phone and they're being honest, you realize, and they'll realize, that they're running, in essence, what's a nonprofit business. They might be pulling enough money out to afford a nice personal lifestyle, but beyond that, they have no savings. They've accumulated some debt. If they have a couple bad months, they're going to be wiped out. Those are not businesses. Those are what Julie and I call golden cages because you built yourself a nice little reality that keeps you on the hamster wheel because you have to keep on earning in order to basically pay for all the crap that you've obligated yourself to pay for that's become normal in your life, your lifestyle stuff. But you're not making any profit. You have a job. You understand? You're, you're not really a business owner. You have a job. You're just working for a paycheck. And so what I ask all of you to do, and I know some of you are already so far down that rabbit hole, you can't see your way out. You can request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, or if you'd like to talk to me direct, you can email me directly at tim at timandjulieharris.com, because a lot of you top producers, quote unquote, selling billions of houses, aren't making any money. The market's starting to adjust. You don't know what to do. You're thinking that somehow you just need to maybe spend your way out of it, more marketing, more this, more the other thing. No, you don't. That's the, that is the absolute wrong decision to make. You need a business intervention if you want my help with that, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. So here's the moral of the story of what I'm trying to tell you guys. Whether you're new in the business, whether you're a grizzled veteran, you have to always remember your product is profit, and profit is not, does not come easily in this industry. You want proof? Look around. How many agents do you see retiring? <laughs> right? It's kind of like a bittersweet joke, isn't it? You don't see any agents retiring. So they've you know, pushed all these houses, made all this money, but they haven't been able to save enough money to retire. Well, why? The answer is not that difficult to figure out. It's because no one's ever told them that their product is profit. Everyone in the industry has always pushed them to sell more houses, get more awards, more plaques, more trophies, more team, more marketing, more branding, more social networking. More of all that crap that doesn't necessarily even directly or indirectly lead to profit just leads to more. So if you're not running a profit-focused business, which is a mindset <clears throat> that you can learn, you're not going to have any profit. You're the, here's how you know if you're not running a profit-minded business. Do you basically plan on saving based on the occasional windfall? Is your plan to save based on the occasional home run, big listing that sells, you know, big buyer that buys, a flip that you walk into, you know, something like that. In other words, it's hoping and praying. That's your plan for Luck. making profit. Opium. <clears throat> Luck, yeah. My dad used to call it when the big eagle would fly over. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the heck that was, but I've never seen a big eagle fly over. <laughs> and all the things that Julie and I have done, we've had to do out of the understanding that we have to do what we didn't want to do and we didn't want to do at the highest level. Please focus on what I'm telling you guys, because when you're an old realtor, and God bless old realtors, Julie and I are on our way. When you're an old realtor, you're going to wish, hope, and pray you would have listened to what we said and that you would have driven a profit-minded business. Your product, folks, is profit. If you're not producing profit, 50, 60, 70%, yes, you heard what I said. If you're not producing profit at that level from your real estate transactions, you are doing many things wrong. It's never just one thing. You're doing many things wrong. You are. You should be making huge amounts of profit in this business. If you're spending it to make it, you're not making profit. You're running a nonprofit. What's the point of being in business? Julie, am I being clear enough before we get to our next point? I think you are. 
I think you are. But it's easy to get away from that, you know. Take a visit to your email and all of the offers and the Facebook and the, you know, Instagram and all these things, and it's easy to get very sidetracked by pretty shiny things. And I think that this time of the year is worse for that for two reasons. Number one, the award ceremonies, because only one person is number one, and everybody wants to be there, and you're all kind of like gauging what you have to do to get there. And number one, it has the pressure to do it all over again. And for those of you who had your best year ever or close to it last year, you're having the whole anxiety of turning on the burners again this year and either maintaining or doing better. So the pressure is on with that. Um, so I think the award ceremony is one thing. I think the other thing is the, the whole recreation early in the year anxiety. And this is why the 90-day massive action plan, the treasure map, you know, if you're suffering from living check to check, the survival plan, that's why we have all this in Premier Coaching. There's not just one plan that everybody's on. Depends on where you're at. But not having a plan, not having any direction can cause you to try and hit the easy button with overspending, throwing it all on a credit card, praying to the real estate gods that you'll pay it off by the time tax time rolls around. That's not a plan. You can do this. As we often say, having a real estate license is like a printing press for money. When you have the skill and when you realize that your job is to help enough people at the highest level so that your income you produce is the result and you've got profitability. Profit is your product. So, yeah, I, I think hopefully we're being very clear, but I think that this is one of those times of year. And, you know, if you add a few snowstorms on top of it, and I guess the upper Midwest is going to have like minus 40 degrees or something crazy. So I always say, look, as long as your phone line's still working, Get to work calling your past clients your center of influence. Find the expireds out there. You know, look at your magic number. How far are you? If your magic number is 10 listings at all times and you don't have a listing appointment today, what are you doing about it? So, yeah, I mean, take some direction. And here's, and here's, another, right here's, another, prevail, here's another prevailing thought, you guys. Got to get your real estate treasure maps done. Definitely get those done. We give it to you free, a copy of the fill-in-the-blank treasure map which is your you know, business plan, which you should have already had done, by the way, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But I'm going to tell you guys something else. Don't get – a lot of people like this, this sort of addicted to this five-year goal thing. That's just stupid. Don't do five-year goals. Five years is too far from now. Would you have predicted anything in your life was happening? If you look back five years, look how much has changed that you would have never in a billion years guessed. I mean, <laughs> just everything. Here's Not just your example. own personal life. We have a five-year-old. Five yeah, years ago, exactly. I we really wouldn't have said that. We didn't have a five-year-old five years ago. <laughs> that's a good example. You know, I was thinking politics, all the insanity that's happening there. and I mean, it's just it's hilarious, right? How much stuff can change? So, look, when you're doing plans, here's my suggestion to all of you. This is a way, again, to keep you focused on True North. Create a, create a financial plan. Use the real estate treasure map. And do create a, a situation where in, like, 12 months, I want you to focus on how you can basically in 12 months have created a, a m enough passive income to at least cover half of your personal overhead, if not all of your personal overhead. And then maybe if you, and again, this doesn't matter. I don't care how old you are. You can be in your 20s. You can be in your 80s. Create a plan. Then 36 months, you can be completely non-dependent on transactional income. In other words, you could have positioned yourself so you no longer have to sell real estate to pay all your personal bills. Uh, that's a huge challenge, isn't it? That's a big goal for many of you. But again, it goes back to really the whole point of getting in this business in the first place, which is freedom. You didn't get in this business to essentially trade your life and all your time with your family and all of it. 
freedom. That's why you did it. Freedom from what? Define what freedom means to you. Look, I'll save you the learning curve. Freedom from financial worry. That's what you want. You cannot create freedom from really anything else. You can't. I mean, shit's going to happen, right? So at the end of the day, the one thing you can control, you can control at the highest level your finances. You should be making this business essentially your opportunity to be financially free. And use our definition. Rich is where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. So when you're making profit, you will have money left over, right? There's an idea. And with that money, you can reinvest it. With that money, you can do things that will create passive income that will give you freedom. In the short run, you should be using it to obviously do things, smart things like retiring debt and stuff like that. You know, that's depending on what income bracket you're in and what your overall situation is, that conversation differs. But for most part, how much more free would you feel if your house was paid off, if all your stuff was paid off? A hell of a lot more free, wouldn't you? Now, again, if you're younger and you have you know, just your situation might be slightly different, but just keep what I'm asking you to consider in perspective. Freedom is the reason you got your real estate license. That sense of waking up in the morning and, and having a, just n- not the dread, not the feeling of, oh, gosh, i got to do it again. Oh, i got to make a bunch of phone calls. Oh, i got to do what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it at the highest level. Look, you can create a world where you have most of your day not having to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You can create that for yourself. And if you just listen, frankly, to what Julian and I are telling you, you can do it really, really fast. It's not difficult. Once you have a real focus on, I need, you know, you're going to do your treasure map. You're going to realize what all your numbers are. You're going to, for the first time, many of you are going to be looking at this business as a business. You're going to realize essentially what your, you know, your product is profit. Your head is screwed on straight finally. Once you're there, creating, uh, extending your real estate treasure map to the point where it gives you a viable exit plan from real estate or an exit plan from having to uh, be worried about money, it's right there in front of you. You don't have to wait decades for this, guys. Don't believe that you have to wait till you're you know, 30, 50, 100. Don't worry. Don't think that. You can create a financial um, – essentially, this business, unlike most businesses – if you do it correctly, when you're based, you know, you're solely focused on being a service to other people and making actual honest to God profit, you can create an exit plan for yourself that's a year from now, two years from now, you can. I've had many coaching clients do it. Now I'll tell you what they do though. They get to the point where they're producing the passive income. And the amazing thing is is once they no longer uh have the burden of having to earn the money to pay the bills, the money to pay the bills is either the bills are gone because they paid them off or the money to pay the bills is coming in passively. What happens then is they start actually taking their businesses to the next level because the money they're making from the business goes to fun. <laughs> That's the difference. They go on cruises. They go on, um, you know, just all kinds of crazy things. But they, these guys are not waiting. They're, they did it within a short period of time because they really, really were clear on why they got into business. It was because they wanted to be free. This industry, by the way, doesn't want you to be free. This industry wants you to essentially believe that your mission is to be famous or you know, your, your ego is going to be stoked and you want to give you a bunch of plaques and awards and you want to be a speaker and you want to – you know all these crazy things. But is that really why you got into business, all these things that maybe you're starting to feel seduced by? It's interesting, isn't it? So as we go through the rest of our list today, 
of things that every old realtor wishes they would have known. Understand that this list and everything Julie and I tell you, it it doesn't come from just, you know, it comes from coaching calls. That's where it comes from. It comes from talking to people that are, when, in their own ways, told us all these points themselves, who are older than us, who are probably same age, if not older than you. So keep these things in mind. Julie, next point. Yes. So next point, I think we covered it, and then we'll go to the next point quickly. Uh, number seven, that they should not have allowed their egos to be seduced into nonprofit-driven decisions, which was our preamble today. Point number eight, that they should have dumped the losers faster and doubled down on the winners regarding many different things, properties, yep. making faster decisions. You know, I had a coaching call with one of our uh, elite one-on-one -on -one clients this morning, and an agent was asking her, hey, what happened to your assistant, your fairly long-term assistant? And she said, you know, I don't do that well with paying somebody and not getting the results that I'm paying for. And she felt kind of bad about that, like that was too extreme. And maybe the other agent was being judgy with her because, you know, she had to let go of an assistant. It's not about, you know, being friends with everybody when you're running a profitable business. So she figured out that she could do the work of the assistant nine times out of 10, and then farm out as necessary for those other tasks. So you've got to really scrutinize what's going on. If you've got a rental property that you're not, that's not actually profitable and it never has been and it's not doing that well and you have trouble with it, maybe it's time to dump it. So dump the things that are losing and embrace the things that are winning faster. Point number nine, old agents realize that booms and busts in their own personal economies are optional how many of you guys have been told that it's feast or famine and that's just the way of life for a commissioned salesperson? It does not have to be that way. Booms and busts are optional based on the action that you take every day. One of our sayings is that every day you are either self-employed or self-unemployed depending on the actions that you take. Point number 10, that they spent too much time worrying about silly stuff that didn't lead to profit like team culture and branding. And we've talked about that too. Point number 11, that they didn't have to spend so much, excuse me, on their kids' education. This is one of those things, especially like 15, 20-year veterans that are having their kids, you know, getting ready for college, and this is one of the, the motivational factors. You know, that's respectable, and that's great, but only when you have put your own oxygen mask on first. Some well, of you guys there, okay? are more worried about Yeah, I mean, don't worry about that if you don't personally have all of your debt paid off, except maybe your mortgage, and a great savings account. Why are you killing yourself on something that perhaps your 20-year-old can handle by paying for themselves or doing something else? Or don't need to go to school in the first place. But Julie, the, what the, the underlying point of what you just made is that, um, and this again, this comes up on coaching calls. You talk with people basically who are in, usually in their 50s, maybe late 40s, and they're trying to you know, just kill themselves basically, pay for kids' college education. And the kid's going to be like, a history teacher or something that's, you know, just, I mean, frankly, it's not that high paying of a job. And why are they spending all this money on this education, this training? And just, you go through these thoughts with these people and it's like, why isn't it, why oh, all my neighbors did, all my friends do, all my peer group does. It's a, it, it, here's what's happened is paying for your kid's education with upper middle class people has become an, a, um, an entitlement for the kids. It is, it's an assumption that you're going to do it. I don't think that's a good idea if you don't have enough money scrolled away for yourself. Because what you guys are doing is you're assuming that you're going to be able to make enough money to essentially pay for the kids' college education and take care of yourself when it, there gets to be a point where you don't want to have to work as hard. 
I hope those things are true. In many, many cases, they are true, but in most cases, they are not. Because the reality of it is, is that you are spending too much money on your kid's education. We've seen private school uh, tuition uh, be the big uh, sort of killer of financial uh, prowess for people. These things that you guys do to force yourselves into these golden cages, why not actually think about whether or not that's what you want to do? If you're spending an enormous amount of money on lifestyle and it's just killing you and you know it is, why are you doing it? Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to keep up with? There's a good opportunity in a market reset like this where you can give yourself permission to maybe reprioritize where you're going to spend your money and then reprioritize where you're going to spend your time on this earth. Because, guys, you only live once and you're dead a real long time. So it's okay. Look, you might say, Tim, there's no way in hell I'm not paying for my kid's college education. I'm offended that you said it. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to, I know I don't have any save for retirement. Okay, but at least you have given yourself an opportunity to question that paradigm, right? And this is what we're asking you to do, because if you don't do it now voluntarily, what's going to happen is there's going to be a point in your life when you're going to wish you did, and you're going to remember this podcast, and you're going to say, you know what, maybe Susie didn't need to go to Harvard to learn how to do, uh, become a potter <laughs> or, or become a basket weaver. Maybe, maybe alternative, whatever these crazy things that kids are majoring in, where they never get jobs afterwards, or they get the same jobs they would have gotten even without the fancy expensive degree, maybe that was a bad decision. Just saying, just maybe, just something to think about. That's all I'm suggesting. Next point, Julie. Just making a suggestion. That's right. So point number 12, and these last three points I think are extra critical, that they should have become a powerful listing agent sooner. It is true that working with buyers is physical labor, quite literally. Driving around, jimmying with lockboxes, showing, coming in and out of houses, giving feedback, setting up showings, the whole thing. That is physical labor. But working with listings is mental labor. You have to have your mental skill on. Not that working with buyers doesn't take any skill, but if you're comparing the two, I think we're all going to be honest that handling listing objections, competing sometimes for your listings, pricing accurately, handling price reductions when necessary, handling all of your marketing and advertising and communicating with your sellers at a high level, that is absolutely requiring your mental skill. It's mental labor. And that's why some of you have not yet embraced it. The longer you wait, remember this point is based on what grizzled veterans would tell you, that they would have become a powerful listing agent sooner. The longer you wait to do that, the bigger of a mountain that becomes to climb because your subconscious makes it a bigger project than it actually is. Things like this generally don't get easier by waiting. So become a powerful listing agent. Point number 13. Well, let me, let me kind of bring this home because of the weather that most of the country is suffering right now. Um, one of my coaching clients in upstate New York, I think, stated it best when she finally figured out become a listing agent. She was working on for sale by owners, expired center of influence, and I think at the time a sprinkling of short sales. But she, she sent me an email saying, you know, I finally get it. Here I am with my headset on in my living room in front of my fireplace with my golden retriever at my feet. All I have to do is be on the phone. Meanwhile, all of my realtor colleagues are out there shoveling snow to go sell my listings. I like it better inside. <laughs> that was the end of her email. I thought, you know, yep. that makes a lot of sense. And I remember shoveling our way to listing appointments too, you know, but that's okay. So when it's like this, now you've got to make your massive communication and get to that magic number. So number 13, 
that they should have nurtured their database. This is huge and created a higher level of repeat and referral business, which costs less than buying business and creating so many new transactions all the time. I can't remember who it was, uh, one of our Brenton friends in San Diego. He had done like 3,000 transactions, and we interviewed him on a Top 100 panel. The question for those grizzled veterans was, what would you do differently if you were to look back? And he said, over 3,000 transactions, the number one thing I would have done is actually communicate with my database because I would have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars less in creating a new transaction all the time buying his way through the business. I, you know, I don't know what the audience on that event expected to hear from Grizzled Veterans, but I think that really resonated with people coming from someone who had done that many transactions, but was basically confessing that he now would have more money saved and probably a lot less stress had he actually nurtured his database at a higher level. And we have a whole Greg section Newman, in career coaching. Yes, that is who. I couldn't think of his name. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I mean, and He's a great agent, great broker, but that was his confession. So we've got a big section in Premier Coaching about what to do about this particular issue, how to create your database. You know, don't send us a bunch of emails what the best CRM is. They basically all do the same thing. The main thing is choose one. Then we talk about what to do with it, how to handle that, past client events, different things that you can do. But number one, actually pick up the phone and communicate with them. They like that. One of my elite coaching clients did that last week. She was calling, I think, like four contacts a day, got two listing leads and one buyer referral from it. That was not 12 hours a day of work, just saying. Okay, number 14, and then I've got to get to Premier. Grizzled veterans will tell you that, quote, some money is better than no money on certain deals. Flexibility creates profit more than inflexibility. And what we're talking about here. It's things like, you know, when you, you walk away from a listing with pride because they wouldn't take your price or because you wouldn't wiggle a little bit if they buy with you or you wouldn't help on a little home inspection item, that your ego prevailed more than your profitability. Some deals, yes, you have to have some flexibility. That's a major issue, especially as you do more, more volume and, you know, things change in the marketplace. Have some flexibility. Agents with that kind of versatility – and creating deals instead of destroying deals, of course, you're going to be much more profitable that way. So I'll turn the call back to you, Tim, so I can get ready for Premier. Guys, that's pretty much the bottom line. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other points that Julie and I could have mentioned. Uh, one thing that we did omit, which um, maybe when we update these notes again, and Julie, if you're listening, let's make sure we add this, is taking care of yourself physically. That's definitely going to be one of those things that is, uh, will haunt you. If you didn't, most of you on the, listening to me right now, you all say you have 20 pounds to lose, but it's usually around 30. I'm not making fun of you. Julie and I were there before when we were in our 20s. We'd gain a bunch of weight. Yeah, it's funny when I look at these old pictures of us, we don't even look like ourselves now. But the moral of the story is that's another one of those things that you can control. You can control your finances. You can control, for the most part, your health. We've talked endlessly about how much we loathe Orange Theory, but it actually really, really works. Um, and how really if you wanted to really take care of yourself physically, you could read about low carb, you could read about um, you know, all these other types of things that are pretty much proven science as far as adding longevity, adding health. It's, look, guys, this is your life. You only live once, you know what I'm going to say, don't you, and you're dead a real long time. Why is it that you're procrastinating? Why is it that you're waiting another day? Why is it that you're still spending more time researching? 
Why is it that you're literally just sitting there right now listening to us and not doing anything with this information? Oh, you'll listen again and you'll listen again, but you probably still won't do anything with that information. Why? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for somebody to tap you on the shoulder and say, okay, now it's time to get on with your life? Or are you waiting for someone to tap you on the shoulder and say, now you have to finally do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level? Because if you don't, there's something else that's even worse than what your perceived pain is from doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level will happen to you. For example, maybe you're waiting for a big financial problem to happen before you actually get to work. Maybe you're waiting for a big health problem to happen before you actually start taking care of yourself. Maybe that's the pattern you followed your entire life. Probably is if you think about it. Are you somebody who's essentially never really did what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level until something external forced them to do it? In other words, the story I like to tell about Monet, who was you know, really, really fat, and he had gone to the doctor for years and years, and the doctor said if you don't you know, you develop diabetes, and the doctor said if you don't lose weight and all the rest of it, you're going to, have to, you're going to lose circulation to your first your feet and then your legs, and he didn't listen. He goes to the doctor. The doctor says, well, guess what? Now – Based on how I'm looking at you, you got to we got to start talking about what do you want to have removed first. It wasn't until he was facing down the idea that he was going to be one-footed in essence that he actually decided to lose all the weight, and he lost all the weight so fast at such a high level, which he already had him. You know, maybe he blamed his genetics before, or maybe he blamed his who knows what he blamed. But in that short period of time, a year by the way, he lost all the weight. It was like 18 months, and he was on the cover of one of these men's fitness magazines. That's a true story. There are lots of people that have accomplished similar things. But look, guys, it's back to Julie's, what, four points ago. You don't have to have these big ebbs and flows in your life, in the quality of your life, in your health, in your finances. You can have an ever-increasing, consistent rise up. You don't have to stop and start. You don't have to take one step forward and two steps back. You don't have to operate like that. So hopefully all this will motivate a lot of you. I know it does based on your emails. Hopefully a lot of this will stay with you so you can realize what a beautiful gift that God gave us of our lives and the people around us and really this amazing business we find ourselves in. Make the most of it, guys. Please consider everything that we asked you to consider, and please consider where you truly are in your acceptance of some of these points and maybe decide to enact a lot of these points a lot quicker. If there's anything I can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.